You're listening to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. Hello everyone and welcome back to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. I am your reader, Carmen. I'm Tyler, 2.0. I'm Gordy, 2.0. What, 2. Does, that, what does that mean? I have metal parts now. You have metal... Did something happen while I was away? Uh, I used all the Patreon money to give myself metal parts. A new cyborg voice, mm-hmm. maybe? Cyborg metal uh, vocal cords? You're hearing my mind right now. We're projecting our thoughts directly into this into this 3D brain box <laughs> microphone wave. And then that and then that takes our, our head sounds and it turns it into mouth sounds and it puts it in the computer. For all to hear. And it helps to keep the four year old who lives above us who doesn't believe people live in the floor yeah. from picking up on the mics. So can we'll you, hear noises you can't. Can you hear that? Maybe. Hopefully not. I don't know yet. This is the, we're using a brand new microphone setup. This is the maiden voyage. So hopefully this sounds a lot better. If it doesn't, then forget we said all this. Somebody get me a bottle to smash on these. <laughs> <laughs> to smash over the microphone? Yeah. Here. Okay. <laughs> it's uh <Yeah. laughs> yep. these are these are <laughs> solid super, super super professional sound effects generating microphones. Any sound effect you need, it will insert it into the audio for you. Like like that good good bottle sound that you just heard. <laughs> and not the Wilhelm scream. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you want in this later? <laughs> Instead of a bottle smashing. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. There are a lot of a lot of good fun possibilities. Um but anyway, it with with our brand new, hopefully nice shiny microphone. I really don't know how this is gonna sound in the final product. I hope it's better. This is the disclaimer in case it's not. Um um, but as a, an apology for continuing to be lackadaisical in our um folklore noting and suggestion following uh i have a few more welsh names to mangle so here we go do them do them slow and loud into the brand new microphone do it like yoda would say it i'm gonna say these with confidence and no knowledge broodwid maskin wedig maskin wedig Wait, hold on. The double L? Confidence. <laughs> Confidence. Wait, Confidence. No, no, no. I just remembered something about the double L in the Welsh, uh-huh. and that's that it makes the sound. So, pwil was pwik. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So, Or some something similar. So, I'm going to use my limited knowledge to go, could a clefless. Confidence. Sorry. Could could a clefless. Nope, nope. Just like the Welsh. <laughs> if I if I close my eyes and li- and listen, can you can you evoke f- for me the the hills of Wales? <laughs> so let me let me hear hear the people. Could a kefels, Colwick ak Owen. It's like being in Cardiff. Brewwood, Ronaboy. It's like being on the streets of Cardiff when, listening to a really boring conversation. When you get off the plane, that's how they greet you. Haynes Tellizen. They come up and they just tell you all the names you need to know. 
all five or six of them. I don't know if we've read any of those or attempted any of those last week because it's all Welsh to me. So I mean, they're probably brand new pronunciations. So yeah, <laughs> if we did do them last week, you'll never know. Chart our progress. Is <laughs> it not. is it better? Was it worse? Make Just us let a, us know. Make us a graph. Send a letter or an email. Send a letter. Figure out our address on your own. Well, don't. Well, hold on. <laughs> don't don't do that. Um, is this so? You're you're. Why are you reading Welsh names? Uh, because it was suggested that we read from a long Welsh tale, and I have not gotten to that yet. So by uh, Carl with a C. Carl with a C. So Carl with a C wanted to hear us attempt to say. The Welsh double L sound. And now he has. He has heard that. So I can take my sweet, sweet time. It's a little taste. <laughs> getting to that that <clears throat> tale. I also found in our email some other suggestions that we hadn't quite gotten to because they were in a long list of suggestions. So ah, tucked away. From who? Uh, Anybody good? I mean, yeah, they're all good. <laughs> the go- are they only from the good listeners, right? Uh, and Kristen, who... Did suggest the panther, which we read and then completely forgot about. Totally forgot that one. Panther? Yeah. Yeah. See. Huh. Okay. <laughs> he had. He had Listeners like... see episode titled uh, "Known Pea Sleepers," which oh, I yeah. had forgotten about. Entirely. I remember that. So, um, well, don't don't feel bad if you suggested a story and then I forgot it because I I jettisoned them from my brain as soon as we're done reading them. It's, it's a it's a like asterisk at the end of our show is that we will immediately forget them. I bet you didn't forget the uh, second story she suggested that we did read. The Goose? Uh, yeah, I do remember The Goose. Yep. The Pentamarone is hard to to forget. Can't clean that one out of your brain. Anyway, we're ignoring our listeners like the unprofessionals we truly are. Get out of here. This is our show. (laughs) It It is our show. You're only, yeah, these are our rules. And I am in full dictator mode with you, too, so that we can actually get to some of the stories that you have been studiously avoiding. Do you know what's fun about dictator mode now? What's that? Do you know what we can do? Hey. Now it's just us, Tyler. Oh, nice. We have a show. We bought a mixer. Guess guess who we can't hear anymore. (laughs) (laughs) What if I shout really loud? (laughs) What's that that coming from over the hills? (laughs) All right, you can talk again. <laughs> Who's a dictator now? <laughs> who who has the power? <laughs> so really, the only one without any power is Tyler now. <laughs> but I'll take suggestions. As it should be. <laughs> Why? Why? Well, you've seen... <laughs> That's true. You've seen my plans. <laughs> That's true. Your resume you does not speak highly. <laughs> to enact them. Tyler has the... <laughs> he has the will, but not the means. All right, so you three are about to get your next batch of three stories, which you will whittle down until we have read all three of them. Mm -hmm. Okay, Cabin. Cabin in the Sky. I'm intentionally holding that one back. Okay. You guys have to be really nice to get that one back on the list. All right, from England, Kappa Rushes. Kappa what? Kappa Rushes. Kappa, Kappa Rushes. Okay. From Japan, Three Strong Women. How strong? <laughs> strong. And from Denmark, Peter Bull. We've, I've uh. heard that one. I've heard that one before, and I still don't like it. Um, do you have a metric? It's been a while since we've we've employed a metric with three full options. I think. 
This is true. Um, so I have not given any thought to this at all. Um, do, do you normally? Sometimes. Uh, Kappa Rushes kind of speaks to me a little bit, because I don't know what a Kappa Rushes is. Yeah, I don't know any of that. <laughs> and I can guess, I can make guesses, but that that has some mystery to it. Peter Bull is about, is about probably a dumb man named Peter Bull. I just, I don't know how exciting that can be. And three strong women. I mean, I do, I do like strong women. Can they lift each other? That's the thing. Are they going to fight each other? How, how strong? Because that might sway my decision. It's a tall tale from Japan. That's the only other information you get. How tall? I just said that's the only other information you get. On a scale of Robert Reich to Shaquille O'Neal. Paul Bunyan. It's a very tall. It's a very tall tale. Kappa rushes. Give us something. Give us a give us a deed. It's from the uh, the book Women, Folk, and Fairy Tales, edited by Rosemary Menard. Can you can you tell us who the protag is? Kappa rushes. That's a person. I think so. Male, female, who is this individual? I don't know, Tyler. The book title is Women, Folk, and Fairy Tales. So, <laughs> powers. Just, I'm just. My suggestion for a metric this time is battle royale. <laughs> who would win in a fight? Yeah, between the three of them. Yeah. Well, we know three strong women. We know three of them are strong, and nothing about the other two. Okay. Well, Peter Bull. Bull or bull? Bull, as in the animal. Strong. Okay, maybe strong. <laughs> well, that probably puts Kappa Rushes at the maybe end. Maybe at a disadvantage, unless they're like really wily and agile. So and it's they can a, just it's wait a, out their opponent. It's a speed versus strength mm -hmm. kind of an argument. Yeah. Flow like water versus charge like a bull. Exactly. Like in Cowboy Bebop in that one episode. That one. The good one. <laughs> the only good one that they made. Um, do you have a, Do you have any leanings? Three strong women? I think three strong women could probably beat up one guy named Peter Bull, who might be lying. Probably is. Okay, so are we doing three strong women? That's my vote. Okay, okay, right. that's fine. Three strong women. Okay, this one is also from Women, Folk, and Fairy Tales, edited by Rosemary Menard. And uh, it was sourced from Klaus Starm. Or Klaus. Stam. Klaus? Um, Klaus. That very Japanese name. Klaus Stam is the one who translated it originally. Uh, it's not pulling up an Arn Thompson type. So I guess we can just make one up, or we can have the actual folklorists in the audience yell at us for once again be lack of, being lackadaisical. Like the good old days. Yeah. Okay. So are you two ready? Hit it. Long ago in Japan, there lived a famous wrestler who was wandering on his way to the capital city to wrestle before the emperor. Which famous wrestler? The famous. Not you. Um, <laughs> you're asking me? Yeah. My first thought was Sting. Why Sting? I don't know. He he pops up. I, I remember him because there's the wrestler Sting. Mm -hmm. 
there's the musician sting. Same person. But the wrestler sting's makeup <laughs> looks like Kiss's makeup. Mm-hmm. And I got these very, very confused as a child. So I thought that the band Kiss was Sting, the music act Sting, for a little bit. This was before I like got inundated into into good musics. I'm voting Stone Cold. Stone Cold Steve Austin? Yeah. For this guy? Yeah. Um, Who's more famous? No one. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. It is Stone Cold Steve. Should we maybe pick a Japanese wrestler? I don't know any of them. They can't be famous. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, get more famous. <laughs> then we'll then we'll see. What about the Undertaker? <laughs> he's got a, he's got a cool gimmick, right? Uh-huh. He's got a cool thing that he does. All right, so the Undertaker goes to Japan. <laughs> he's gonna wrestle before the Emperor. Rey Mysterio. He has legs as thick as the trunks of small trees. And he had been walking for seven hours and could probably walk for seven more without getting tired. That sounds like the Undertaker. That's a that, total Undertaker move. That, that I've been... That that was his ring entrance. <laughs> was a seven-hour when, when his career for... He's like, he would walk seven hours to the ring. <laughs> and then sometimes he'd just do it again if he, if he felt like he needed to amp the crowd up a little bit more. Uh, he hummed to himself, zoon, 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 in time with his walk. And he didn't carry a sword, and was very proud of this fact because he was so broad and tall and strong. Yeah, he could wrestle instead. He felt like a wrestler should. Strong, healthy, and a little conceited. That's a good balance. He hummed louder when he was going over a loud river because he loved the sound of his voice and didn't want it overtaken by anything Shut up, river. in nature. <laughs> Me talk now. My time. And he also likes himself a lot because he's, he's thinking to himself as he's doing this, they call me Forever Mountain because I am such a good, strong wrestler and big. I am a bra- fine, brave man and far too modest to ever say so out loud. Sounds like our president now. Just then, he saw a girl coming up from the river who was studying a bucket on her head. She's studying? Steadying. Oh, that makes more sense. Uh, she had small hands and was a round little girl with red cheeks and a nose like a friendly button. But small, powerful hands, I bet. <laughs> this is one of the strong women. The very strong women. What's her crushing stat? <laughs> what, is, what is her finisher? <laughs> I'm not allowed to have opinions pu- on this, Tyler already said. The That's pu- no, no, that was just for the famous wrestler. Because oh, you okay. knew the answer. But, but but now I do want to know the what is her finishing move? Like what is she known for? What's her thing? Like what is what is her people's elbow? The up shovel is the first phrase that came to mind. <laughs> the up shovel? Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good to me. That sounds like wrestle talk. That could be a real thing. Double quarter circle punch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tap X twice. Toasty. Do you think there's such a thing as a nose like an unfriendly button? That's, yeah, I wanted to, that was important, and we almost missed it. <laughs> the friendliness of this button. I mean, some some buttons do have a certain, just a certain honkability to them, I guess. Honkability? honk-ability? Yeah, like How you, are you interacting with buttons? Like, you just, you yep. see, like, you see a button, and it looks like it's just fun to push. Like, it's gonna, it's gonna give you, like, a good... So, a... a like a, a pressing button. A pressing button, not a clothing button. Oh yeah, I was thinking like a, <laughs> like 
something you might a switch of some kind a, a switch or or mechanical device i'm guessing the staples easy button was not the kind of button they had in mind for this japanese tall tale probably nose, not though. but big <laughs> and round and red the, the, that is the red is not for the nose it's the cheeks that are red. it could be girl's mm-hmm. got a face like an arcade cabinet <laughs> but it could be a very honkable nose i guess because some of them just are is, is honkable equated to friendly I think so. Ideally, yes. I guess it's it would be an approachable I button. Think, I think if if it's honkable and not friendly, you'll f- like you'll find out about it. You'll have, definitely know. Have you encountered a button that makes you turn around and walk the other way? Like I don't want to go near that thing. Not this button. Um, I'm usually up for buttons. <laughs> I, just, I don't know bad juju on those buttons. I don't know if I can think of a time where I just where I just passed up like a really good button. As far as clothing buttons go, there's only one kind that I find very unfriendly, and that's the little ones that stick out from the clothes. You guys probably don't have to deal with this. Probably not. But they're I think like, I know what you're talking. They're about. like loose, and so you have to like wrangle the button, hold the button still, and then do all the loopy bits. Are Is they it? more like a nub than a button? Yeah, and they're tiny. I don't know what suck. you're talking about. Yeah. Those are unfriendly buttons. I you get... don't want a nose like those. Okay. Well. Okay, so uh, this girl also had eyes like she was thinking of 10,000 funny stories at once, and she walked down the road ahead of him um, full of uh, jolly steps and kind of bouncy. Having a good day. Mm-hmm. And the wrestler says under his breath, Wrestle me! If I don't tickle that fat girl, I shall regret it all my life. She's sure to go squeak, and I shall laugh and laugh. Brother. <laughs> if she drops her bucket, it will be even funnier, and I can always fill it again and carry it home for it, her. It does kind of have, like, the Hulk Hogan dirtbag vibe now. <laughs> I think, But I think he gets it. Like, he sees... For better or worse, he sees the honk ability. I like that he has Sherlock powers, like the the Robert Downey Jr. movie where he can freeze time and analyze a situation and then in just, its entirety. And then just execute. And plot for it, yeah. Yeah. But he uses it for this. Like, well, if she drops the bucket, I'll fill it up and carry it for her. There's no downside to this. <laughs> I'm going for it. He's He's figured out the payoff matrix. He's done the game theory. Yeah. He knows every out. He's found his mixed strategy Nash equilibrium. <laughs> he knows what strategy he's playing. Uh, so this wrestler, who was previously described as having legs as thick as the trunks of small trees, now tiptoes sneakily behind this girl and then pokes her lightly in the ribs, saying, Cocho, 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 cocho. <laughs> like you do. It's a very middle school move. Is that... To, like, sneak up and, like, poke a girl in the side? I guess. To, was, that, was that not a thing the, at your school? The Cocho Cocho. Cocho Cocho <laughs> is, is his own twist. I have not heard that before. It's but, it, like, it was flavor. definitely a thing to, like, especially if, like, you liked her a little bit. Like, sure. you kind of, like, it's a tickling thing. It's like, yeah, I'm poke. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's fair. It's bad. You, you seem it's to have v- turned around on it. It's very bad. Well, you know, looking looking back on middle school, <laughs> a lot of the things that passed for acceptable then are just not. Yeah. 
we could get into that, but that'd be depressing. So let's move on. Uh, the girl gave a satisfying squeal, giggled, and then brought one arm down so the wrestler's hand was caught between it and her body. She's a strong woman. This is one of them. Found him. Is this like a like a retelling of the three Billy Goats gruff? Have you seen a bridge or a troll? Isn't, aren't they at a bridge? No, they're at the river. Yeah, isn't there a bridge there? No. Oh, well, she's he's the troll? There's three goats, right? And one troll? Yeah. Yeah, he's the troll, and she's a billy goat. Sure, we'll go with that. That can be the Arn Thompson type. Isn't that how that story went? Something something like that. Not it's, quite this way, but... It's kind, of, it's kind of a deconstruction. It's an inversion of the three billy goats gruff motif. If I had to describe it in, like, book terms and stuff... It's a postmodernist three billy goats gruff. Yeah. Or is billy goats gruff that to this? Is is Three Billy Goats Gruff the inversion on this? Yeah. Which one came first? That's what I'm asking. I, that's out of our depth, I think. Yeah, we're not. We're to, <laughs> we don't study for We're here to speculate, not is, to. Is that a mother goose or is that a true? A true true? Yeah. It's <laughs> a good book. Mother Goose? Cloud Atlas. <laughs> Both. I would like to see a Cloud Atlas retelling of the Mother Goose tales. <laughs> could do a, a six timeline fairy tale uh yeah easily we're already like on, yeah, on eight timelines <laughs> got it um so the wrestler jokes with her oh you caught me i can't move at all and the jolly girl says i know i've got this and he likes that she took the joke so well and he tries to pull his hand free but he can't he tries harder and he still can't he warns her that he is a very powerful man and it might hurt her if she pulls too hard. Uh, she says, do it. I admire powerful men. And then begins walking. With him in tow? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he's pulling and his feet are digging great furrows in the ground, but he can't escape her. And she pays no more mind to him than if he were a small puppy, which she had also picked up from the ground and shoved under her arm. A puppy? She didn't, but... What kind? Corgi. Are those native to Japan? I don't think they're native anywhere. I smell I think a plot hole. I think we bred them into existence. Um, and they're more English, I believe. I think they're Welsh. Welsh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, speaking of whatever. Okay, that's a great <laughs> is segue. She, is, is so she, versatile. Is she going to be some kind of demon? <laughs> I did. I do remember a, a kid in my AP <laughs> European history class raise his hand and say, "Speaking of things," uh-huh. and then, and then like change the subject to his topic. It was really, really good. It was well done. That's a combo. <laughs> is she some kind of demon? Do you think is she human? That's what I'm asking. Is she a normal kind human? Yeah, just a very strong one. She, you think she's she's a real human being, a real human woman? But she is very, very strong. Yes. Okay. I'm I'm holding out. There is absolutely zero supernatural element to this story. I'm holding out for a supernatural element. All right. So I think they're going to be like the three fates or something. What prize do you want for the winner? Uh, I want you to get rid of that that <laughs> Polynesian sauce for once and for all. Gordy, get her to add the other story onto the docket. Oh yeah, add. That's a great. Prize. Add the add the. 
Clap the. You know, cabin cabin in the sky. We don't have a story called that. The one that we crave, the one that we need. There's there's no cabin in the sky on the list. Listeners, if you want to hear cabin in the sky, you should email us. Someone suggest it. I don't think that's a story. Someone suggest it. Cabin in the sky. Am I saying it wrong? Mm -hmm. Cabin in the woods. Yeah, you're. You're off. You're off on that a little bit. I can Google it. Keep going. Um, ten minutes later, he pleads to be released. Says, I am Forever Mountain, and I must go show my strength before the Emperor. And then he bursts into tears of confusion and shame. And, retcon. And he says, and you're hurting my hand. Uh, retcon for the live action version. It has to be The Rock, right? The the guy? The wrestler. Because he's Forever Mountain. Sure. Why? Pun. The Rock. Pun. Because he's a rock yeah, and a mountain. Yeah, yeah, sure. He's a that's rock fine. Man. Pun, pun alert. That's fine. I mean, how many of them are actors? Just the one, I think. Just him. Just, I think. I think he's the only guy. one. He seems pretty cool. I'm, I mean, I'm down with working s- with the Rock whenever. Stone Cold Steve Austin was in Grown Ups too, briefly. Is that the one? Does that an actor make? Is that the Adam Sandler one that yeah. you, you inflicted upon us unsuspectingly while yeah. we were calmly enjoying a quiet evening at Look, home? Look, I didn't enjoy the movie. What's happening in the story? Keep going. Uh, he's crying because his hand hurts. The girl studies the bucket with her free hand, and she turns to him and smiles, saying, Poor sweet little Forever Mountain. Are you tired? Shall I carry you? I can leave the water and come back for it later. Uh, he says he just wants to be let go and forget that he ever saw her. What do you want with me? She says, oh, I just want to help you. I'm sure you'll do fine against the other wrestlers. You'll win or lose and not get badly hurt either way. But aren't you worried you might re- meet a real strong man one day? What does that mean? She's calling him weak. And all wrestlers. Yeah, basically. Forever Mountain turns white, imagining being laughed at throughout J- Japan as hardly ever Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite the downgrade. Kind of, sort of, mountain. Uh, and, he, and he stumbles in his being dragged along with her. Uh, she says, oh, I'll walk slower and invites him to her home so that she and her family can make a real strong man out of him, since he's still three months from the wrestle time. Uh, she knows Hold this. Hold on, he's what? He's, he's like, he's Three got months out from wrestle. Wrestle WrestleCon. WrestleMania? Yeah. Is this part of the real story? Or did you make that up? No, it's, it's part of the real story that he's three months away from wrestling before the Emperor. Oh. Oh, yeah, he really is a wrestler. Yeah. yeah. Isn't he? Okay. Sometimes I forget which, which parts are real and which parts we made up. Where's your label maker? Uh Oh, I don't have it. <laughs> yeah. This is usually why I have it, so I can write this stuff down, because I'll forget. Is a wrestler. Is a, is a wrestler. Wrestler equals true. Semicolon, if you want to put it in C-sharp. Um, she knows when wrestle time is because her grandmother was thinking about going to it. Uh, and she feels it's better for Forever Mountain to spend time with them than wasting what little power he had hanging out with the other wrestlers in bad company. So time like if, for a training montage. Yeah, if he gets there too early, he's just going to like drink his way to oblivion with all the other wrestle boys. Yeah, this is the part where he like climbs a mountain and punches meat and then the other wrestlers are just chilling out, getting sloppy and lazy. This is where um I'll make a man out of you plays. 
Pretty much, If yeah. we were in China. If we were in China. I mean, we almost are. It was pretty close, right? <laughs> I know they're not the same. Uh, the wrestler agreed to her proposition because he was... They have different scribbly languages. Because <laughs> he was afraid she'd get angry with him and put him on top of a tree until he changed his mind. So she freed his swollen hand and threatened to chase him and carry him back to her house if she, he breaks his promise. So they get to a small farmhouse in the valley, and she says her grandmother's home, but is probably sleeping because she is oh so very old. Uh, but hey, look, mom's bringing the cow back from the field. And then she waves, and her mother sets down the cow that she was carrying to wave back. And then like walks over her head. Yeah. Carrying a cow. Her yeah. mom? Yeah. And who's the other one? There's grandma. grandma. Okay, mom and grandma. So three, boom, boom, boom. Three generations. It's like the Billy Goats gruff, right? Yeah, basically. Were they brothers no, in that they story? Were, they were three women in goat disguises. I think that's where, I think that's maybe where we got this translation. Is It's just a mistranslation of the Billy Goats gruff. Because in Japanese, the words for goat and women are very similar. Are they? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> uh, she, The mother walks up to them explaining that the mountain paths are full of stones that hurt the poor cow's feet, so she finds it just easier to carry the cow home. Um, and then she asks the girl, whose name was Marumi, about the men. And the girl explains to, to him, and the mother thinks, three months might not be long enough to do much with this guy, but maybe they can help him a little bit. He does look terribly feeble, so we'll have to feed him well, and when he's stronger, maybe he can help Grandma around the house. But I'm a mountain! Uh, Marumi says, that sounds good, and she shouts for her grandmother because the old lady is a little deaf. A little old sleepy woman totters out of the door and stumbles over the roots of a great oak tree. She complains about this being the fourth time this month she stumbled over the tree, then wraps her skinny arms around the trunk and pulls the tree straight out of the ground. No more of you, tree! had it with you. Four strikes and you're out. Uh, Marumi says, Oh, grandmother, you should have let me pull it up. And the old lady says, Well, I hope I don't hurt my back. And she calls for her daughter to throw the tree away, but make sure it doesn't hit anyone. So the mother went to the tree, picked up her, picked it up in her hands, and threw it clumsily and with a little gasp like, like how women throw things. Uh-huh. Yep. Like what? Like how, how... But like if... What would that sound like? Yeah, can you... Being being a woman. <laughs> there goes a tree. Yep. <laughs> Woo. Well, the tree flew up and landed with a faint crash far up the mountainside. Not the ocean. No. That would be the, the where I would throw it. Into the ocean? No people there. Uh, she says, oh, I'm so... <laughs> just just myrrh people. <laughs> <laughs> they need more trees. <clears throat> they need wood for their houses. And that was the first myrrh Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> that's how that's how Christmas spread to the Mer people. Wahoo Dore. It was the only thing holding them back. They knew, they knew about it. No tree. They knew about it. They had they had crude uh carvings that have been dropped overboard by by sailors who keep christmas carvings on their ship they at had all observed times. christmas rituals and they went back to their myrrh houses and they said just no tree can't do it 
We're not, we're not allowed. And then lo we, and behold, we put our fish socks by the fish fireplace. <laughs> and one day a miracle. Wait, <laughs> you're saying mer people have socks? Well, there's like other traditions aside from the tree, it's, like it's the stockings. It's one big sock that fits. No, but the you're saying mer people have socks. I'm for what? For stockings. Like yeah. just like big shaped. Like okay, yeah. fine. For for Christmas stockings. <laughs> <laughs> They're just fish shaped. What kind of mer person is Saint Nick? Huh. Is he an octopus? <laughs> what? Like the sea witch? Because he's he needs a lot of arms to get stuff done. No, because he's fat. I don't think that's the fattest <laughs> marine creature. Although I was kind of thinking along those those lines. What's the fastest marine creature? What if he's a grouper? <laughs> Why? He's a, a mer grouper. <laughs> Because they, I don't know, they look fat and round, like a bowl full of jelly. What if he's a whale? And all of his elves are the things that cling to his tummy. <laughs> the, 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 li- the little tiny things that cling to his sides or whatever? Yeah. And eat the plankton his, or something? His barnacle buddies. <laughs> it's a yeah, good... The, the, the remoras. It's <laughs> a good take on Christmas. <laughs> I would like to see some art depicting sure. uh, whale Santa and his barnacle workshop <laughs> getting getting ready for the underwater Christmas time. <laughs> I, I kind of want to see a picture of uh, mermaid fin stockings hanging by a fireplace. Why would they need them for presents? It's this. This is solely a Christmas thing. Like they yeah. they don't wear socks. Well, maybe when they're visiting the Arctic Sea. They need to warm their fins up. Yeah. You don't want to get fin rot or frostbite. Where are we on the timeline? Like the the fairy tale yeah. master timeline? Is this is this Little Mermaid 2? Has she gone back to the sea? <laughs> well, where's Little Mermaid 1 that's, on the timeline? That's what I mean. We, we know that that's on the timeline because it's Hans Christian Andersen. Yeah. That's true. It is. It is on the spectrum somewhere. But if the timeline. Is, if this is Little Mermaid two, where she has a daughter, they go back to the sea at some point. So they would, they would spread word of human Christmas. I think it's after. It must be after that. They have word of human Christmas. Ariel misses it. So they've created facsimiles. But she refuses to celebrate it without a proper tree. Right. That's the whole crux. Obviously. I think Japanese Little Mermaid would be cool too. <laughs> It would be kind of cool. Like Sam- the little samurai mermaid. <laughs> That'd be a good... Seven samurai mermaids. That'd be a good movie. <laughs> you just want to make a thing <laughs> in the water instead. <laughs> I want that movie, but underwater. That's what I'm saying. But with fishmen right. and women. Can you build a career off of that? Off of taking regular movies and putting them underwater? Yeah. Like, can you just be a mer movie studio? <laughs> well, I don't see why not. I did what, get you that waterproof camera bag that one time. What kind of viewership can you expect from mermaids? I think that's the key thing. Like, what kind of numbers do they pull down in the in the ratings? Is that your demo, or are you looking to to get people who are into mermaids? I thought, well. <laughs> You might have more luck with the second one than trying to find a mermaid audience. <laughs> That's what I mean. Is this mermaid exploitation? <laughs> um, it's it feels wrong to do that. 
Anyway. This so she throws a, a tree into a mountain and not the ocean. Right. So there is no mermaid Christmas from <laughs> the, this the, moment. Oh, yeah. I forgot. <laughs> That's kind of a moot discussion. Um, she says, oh, I'm so clumsy. I meant to throw it over the mountain. The tree's probably blocking the path and I'll have to get up early to move it tomorrow. Oh, ho-hum. Into the ocean. Where it belongs. Into the ocean. The wrestler's not listening. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. As he had quietly fainted. <laughs> Marumi says, oh, we should put him to bed. And mother, the mother says, oh, poor feeble young man. And the grandmother offers to carry him because he's so light. So grandma slings him over her shoulder and carries him into the house, creaking along with her cane. I, th- I think he's found a pretty sweet deal. Like, he's, <clears throat> I don't know. Would, wouldn't, like, being cradled and put to bed by a super strong grandma, wouldn't that be kind of a nice gig? Right, and... We all try so hard to get Senpai to notice us, and he has finally done it. These very strong women are willing to train him to be much stronger. Yeah. What more could you want? This is what Dragon Ball Z was missing. It's not. See, I wasn't going to bring it up. It's are you n- thinking it? I'm thinking about it. It's not unlike the start of Dragon Ball. Oh, no, I was going to say it's more like when uh, Mr. Satan... Yeah, meets our heroes yeah. and realizes what a tiny man he actually is. Yeah, <laughs> that's in true. the face of the universe. That's true. So the next day begins the training montage. Uh, Forever Mountain is fed simple and tough food, and day by day they prepare his rice with less water until no ordinary man would have chewed or digested it, or could have chewed or digested it. Um, every day he was made to do the work of five men, and every evening he wrestled with the grandmother because she was old and feeble enough not to accidentally injure him, and hopes that the exercise will be good for her rheumatism. Um, so he grew stronger and stronger, not aware of it because the grandmother could throw him easily into the air and catch him again with a sweet and elderly smile. He forgot that- <laughs> The little bouncing baby boy he is. <laughs> He forgot that outside of this valley, he was one of the greatest wrestlers in Japan. His legs had been like logs, and now they're like pillars. His big hands were as hard as stones, and when he cracked his knuckles, the sound was like trees splitting on a cold night. Sometimes he did the exercises that wrestlers do in Japan, raising one foot high above the ground and bringing it down with a crash. Then people in nearby villages looked up at the winter sky, commenting that it's awfully late in the season for thunder. He's a sumo man. Yeah. What kind of wrestler did you think it was? Normal wrestling. This is normal wrestling. In S- Japan. In sumo Japan. Wrestling, sumo wrestling is different. It's normal wrestling. It's, it's got different rules, though. Yeah, but it's normal for the context of the As story a, we're You reading. think they're like... Because there's a WWE, but there's also a WWF, right? That's not what I mean. They Japan has both kinds of wrestling. Do they? Yeah. They have a they have a wrestling league not unlike the WWE the WWE and you, right. as but well when, as sumo wrestling. But when did that come in? I have no idea. Probably after sumo wrestling. Yeah. Probably sometime in the twentieth century. Sure, but where is it near uh, Mermaid Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> is this your new like BCE? It's my best. <laughs> <laughs> before BMC, BMC. BMC. before Mermaid Christmas and AMC movie theaters after Mermaid Christmas. 
All right. Um, soon he could pull up a tree as well as Grandma could, and even throw it a short ways. Uh, one evening near the end of the third month, he managed to hold Grandma down for 30 whole seconds. Marumi squealed with joy and gently threw her arms around him so she wouldn't crack his ribs. She had to be really careful. Um, the mother congratulates him, and they agree he's probably ready for the emperor now. The mother gives him the cow to sell and buy himself a silken belt, uh, the fattest and heaviest belt he could fi find, and wear it for the emperor as a souvenir from us. The wrestler says, I don't want to take your only cow after you did so much for me, and you needed to plow the fields, right? And they laughed loudly at him and explained that the cow is their pet. Grandma's five times stronger than the cow. <laughs> It has lovely brown eyes, but it is getting kind of tiresome having to carry it back and forth every day to give her enough grass to eat. So we're sick of this cow. Um, Why don't they just lift up a bunch of dirt and bring the grass with them? Uh, Forever Mountain says, okay, well, in that case, I'm going to have to give you all of my prize money. And Marumi protests and says, it's not proper to accept gifts of money from strangers. Forever Mountain agrees with that and says, Well, in that case, I would like permission to marry you and become part of this family. Marumi says, Well, I'll get a wedding dress ready. And the mother and grandmother pretend to consider very seriously, but they quickly agree. The next day, he left with the cow in his arms and went over the mountain. When he was at the top, he slung the cow over one shoulder and waved goodbye. He sold the cow at the first town he came to, got a good price, because she was so fat from never having worked in her life. <laughs> <laughs> and so fat she could not have walked. It was more ball than cow. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a big, round lump of steak. <laughs> wrapped in sweet brown eyes and fur. Um, and with the money, he bought the heaviest silken belt he could find. When he got to the palace grounds, he found most of the other wrestlers already there, sitting and eating enormous bowls of rice, comparing their weight and telling stories. He took no part in their boasting, having learned... The true way. Yeah. And the also, warrior's way. Also, that he's only barely on par with the grandma. <laughs> um, some finely dressed nobles waited for the wrestling to begin, and the emperor sat alone behind a screen because he's too no noble for ordinary people to look at. He was hoping the wrestling would end quickly so he could go to his room and write poems, which is what the emperor was really into. <laughs> That's a fun twist. It's a nice little detail to throw in. <laughs> the emperor didn't give a shit about any of this. <laughs> the emperor, he didn't want to be there. He had his own stuff going on. This is a nice, it's a nice character motivation to have in this scene. <laughs> Add some depth to it. <laughs> Just doing this out of civic duty. It sets him up to be very impressed. Probably. Maybe. So the first two wrestlers were Forever Mountain and the, and one who had the biggest stomach in the country. Um, Is that his name? Sure. He's not given a name, so that might as well be. Well, our hero is called Forever Mountain. Right. So he's up against Forever Tummy. Sure, sure. <laughs> or Gutso. So they threw salt into the ring to drive away evil spirits, and the fat wrestler stamps his foot and glares fiercely. Forever Mountain stamps, and it sounds like thunder. The earth shakes, and the other wrestler just bounces into the air and out of the ring as gracefully as any soap bubble. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, the defeated wrestler bows to the emperor and says, The earth god is angry. There might be something wrong with the salt. I won't be wrestling this season. And then he walks out. I think he bumped his head. Uh, five other wrestlers also decide to give up and look annoyed with Forever Mountain. <laughs> Just immediately. Forever Mountain kind of sheepishly, sheepishly starts stamping a little lighter to keep that level of destruction from happening again. Um, each wrestler that faced off against him, he picked up gently, carried out, and set before the Emperor's screen, bowing courteously. Boop! <laughs> Everyone was now a little afraid of him, but the Emperor was happy because the wrestling was going by very quickly. <laughs> You're, you're my boy, Forever Mountain. <laughs> he gives all the prize money to Forever Mountain and tells him that probably he shouldn't wrestle anymore. Then stuck his finger through the screen and waggled it at the other wrestlers who were sitting on the ground weeping with <laughs> disappointment like great fat babies. Is that is that hole in the screen there for that purpose, do you think? <laughs> for Emperor finger wagging? Just so he can... It's my waggle slot. <laughs> Uh, Forever Mountain promises not to wrestle anymore to everyone's relief and decides he's going to become a farmer instead. So he walks back to Marumi. Marumi is waiting for him, sees him coming, runs and picks him up along with the heavy bags of prize money and she carries him halfway up the mountainside and then lets him carry her the rest of the way so that he can feel like a big strong man again. <laughs> kind of her. Forever Mountain kept his promise to the Emperor and never fought in public again. His name was forgotten in the capital, but sometimes up in the mountains the earth shakes and rumbles, and they say it is Forever Mountain and Grandmother practicing wrestling in the Hidden Valley. The end. <laughs> cool. So? It's a discussion time? It is. It's the end of the story. I got nothing more for you. It's your turn. That was surprisingly charming. I, I thought I thought so. I, I always enjoyed reading it, which is why it made me sad when you guys were like, meh, next. <laughs> did we ever turn that one down? Yeah, you I did. I don't recall. You did. Well, you didn't recall turning down the other one until you went back and listened to the episodes and realized. That's true. It demonstrates the power of good marketing. <laughs> Does it? Let that be a lesson to you. All you aspiring writers out there. You should have told me Mermaid Christmas was in it. Yeah, if, you, if you're thinking about calling your book Three Strong Women, maybe think about Mermaid Christmas instead, <laughs> and I'll pick that book up. In a heartbeat. I'll read it on the air. I will, <laughs> I will record in one hour installments over these two talking an audiobook for your book. Not like not on my own time, on podcast time. It'll happen. If the title's really good. I don't know that I have complaints this time. I I get it. It's a cohesive story. It's very solid. Yeah, it's a good one. It has a good ending too, I think. It has a a which part? The the whole ending. Anything the, the specific? Well, just the fact that we we know that he continues Sparring with Grandma into infinity, I guess. They became because, immortal. Because he he, he did not ever surpass Grandma. So he's, he's continuing to better himself. And we don't even know how good the other two are. We just see glimpses of it. They're, they're, like power, they're probably way stronger than Grandma. Yeah, She's the lowest on the totem pole. Their power is too great and terrible to unleash. Yeah. They need... What That's they, a lot of meat for a sequel. Do you, th do you think, I was going to say, 
if there was a sequel, do you think that there would be another better secret wrestling league that they that they were a part of? Maybe maybe the um the youngest of them, whatever her name was. Marumi? Yeah, she was some kind of star in this wrestling league and she had to leave because it just got it either that or it just got too public or she was tired of I don't know tired of winning yeah and then maybe they have to go back in movie two story two definitely they have to go back to the super secret very good strong people wrestling with their new their new pupil in tow yeah it's like it's like the world martial arts tournament in Dragon Ball. There are a lot of parallels. It's kind of unavoidable. <laughs> but Grandma dresses up. Right. She in disguise. Sure. And she enters the tournament to keep Forever Mountain humble. Bearded lady. She <laughs> as the as the bearded lady. Um She pulls her skin back into a skin ponytail so she looks young. I also this guy just has a good arc, I think. As a character. He's yeah. a good character. Yeah, yeah he, he starts he develops. off. He right. starts off bad, and he, then he gets good. He begins conceited of his own power, is shamed, <laughs> uh, shown the error of his ways, and uh, feels, um, <clears throat> I guess, indebted to them, and like feels like he wants to be a part of their family, which is a nice turn, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you you guys have done me a solid. Let me stick around with you. To show my thanks. What is he going to do for them? It seems like... Probably not much. I mean, he can kind of help them. Yeah, he will continue... He will continue their their super strong line. The sequel is called Four Strong Women. (laughs) It's a baby holding up four fingers on the poster. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. Yeah, Um, Japan... Um... They knocked it out of the park this time. Good well, one. I feel like they've they've done pretty well in the past. I the the only one that we had trouble with that I remember was the very first one, the blind blind, the blind girl. girl. Like we had problems with that story. The other one was confusing. The woman with the dumpling. The woman who went to an underground world. Yeah. But I feel like that one was still pretty solid. As it a was, story, yeah. It was solid enough that we spent more than half of the episode talking about a murder bus and not the story, <laughs> so. And I guess in this one, we talked about Mermaid Christmas a little bit more than the story. Right. We we fill in the gaps. And when there aren't gaps, we, like, crowbar one open. Yeah. If the story makes too much sense, we write a senseless tale to put in instead. So Japan has twice forced our hand in creating the senselessness on this podcast. Why? What purpose would their their daughter have? A fourth. You're talking the about fourth, fourth generation. generation. Yeah. Because that would she would presumably be even stronger. Presume with with both of her parents' genes feeding in. Are they in, or would she be three quarters strong because he's a baby? I don't know. In by comparison, I don't know. Is it a? Is it just like a quiet tale about acceptance? <laughs> or or is this baby very very strong and they need somebody who's that strong to save Japan from the secret <laughs> wrestle league? From the rest of them ganged up on everybody. Yeah. All the other wrestle boys were crying like 
fat babies at the end of this one team up to destroy the emperor and all of Japan because they're sick of him. He outlawed wrestling because it was taking Cause too much boring. time from his poetry. And also, he thought, why bother? Because we already saw the well, best now, wrestling that we'll ever see. Well, now it's starting to sound like Footloose, but if the sheriff had super strong enforcers <laughs> and told from the wrong perspective. And, uh, well, I, I think the end should be a little bit more complicated than just, like, the emperor was right and this should be outlawed or the emperor was wrong as and you know the wrestle boys need to form a league maybe learn how to voltron themselves into a super dangerous wrestle boy yeah um and then they threaten the, the safety of japan and then this baby comes and she shows us that the real strength is not just in your little baby hands <laughs> But it is like it, she, it is also there. She can she can hold them down, but she explains to them that the truest strength of their family line comes from the heart and their jolly, happy ways. What if they? What if they? This family goes to the emperor, who has outlawed wrestling, and quietly and calmly explain to him that he enjoys wrestling with words. And then the emperor sees that wrestling is all around us. In wrestling many different is poetry forms. in motion. He will only reinstate wrestling if someone can beat him at a word wrestle. <laughs> and then there's a rap battle. <laughs> and so, and they, and Forever Mountain, or Forever Mountain's child, maybe Forever Mountain's child, has to, has to, uh, not train her very strong body, but train her very, hopefully very strong mind and words to be good at words. What if the, what if the baby isn't strong? What if it's really weak? Yeah, well, and they and they and they have to learn to love her anyway because she's good at words without accidentally destroying her. Yeah, she has to have a different strength that doesn't fit in with this this family. That's good, but and in the end, she proves that she's worthwhile. Right, she proves her worth because she can beat the emperor in a poetry contest, and then everybody gets to wrestle again. What would her name be? The child. Yeah. Something, I don't know, something good in Japanese. Like Forever Mountain. Oh. <laughs> um, um, something about the pen being mightier than the sword. Pen sword. Pen samurai. <laughs> I don't know. You can't just insert the word samurai into a bunch of things to make them Japanese. Mermaid samurai, pen samurai. I don't see why not. Right, you can. It's just not advisable. Anime does it all the time. I feel like there's a better way. <laughs> what? <laughs> Something's brewing. What? I don't. Well, I don't have a grasp on it yet. Well, walk me through what you have. Trying to, trying to, uh, really just ram <laughs> the phrase Ronin into something that doesn't want to accept it. Um, <laughs> some sort of writing implement. Uh, Roten. Roten, like a like you wrote in Roten a letter. Yeah, you wrote you wrote in words down. You, you, I was gonna say Ticonderonan. <laughs> I do like Ticonderonan. I don't know. I don't know how much sense it makes, but it sounds good. <laughs> uh, sounds like a like Canadian Japanese <laughs> fusion person. 
<laughs> which I would be very into. <clears throat> you got anything else? Not really. I don't have questions about this one. Do we need to cast anything? We got the rock as Forever Mountain. Obviously. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, Emperor. <clears throat> is this a good one to cast? Do we need to do this? Nothing particularly is striking me. There's not a lot of uh, characteristics. He likes poetry. Given for people outside of mm-hmm. uh, Forever Mountain and... What's her name? Marumi. Marumi? Yeah, we need a fat, jolly actress. Cricket, you're not fat. You're only a little jolly. She is fat. She's not fat. She that sounds her. insulting. Like, whatever actress we pick, we're calling her fat. It's not insulting. Huh? Is it not? Like, it's just a body type. It's not inherently bad. Only if you intend for it to be an insult. Ugh. Uh, Mermaid Santa's fat. Everyone loves him. It's true. I don't know. I n- nobody's jumping out at me for these people, other than The Rock. T- to be determined. To be TBD. Can The Rock be all the roles? Oh, sure. Why not? In a Cloud Atlas style, <laughs> costuming and makeup extravaganza. Yeah, I don't think that's what that movie was about. It wasn't, but Cloud we've Atlas. mentioned it at least once, so yeah, sure, whatever, it's fine. We might as well bring it full circle. We got it done. That's what matters. We can say goodbye to everybody now. Is that it? Is that everything? I think so. So hopefully we sounded a little better because we've got fancy mics now, and we we want to thank all of our patrons. Um, from this past year who made that possible. So thank you, Josh Gentry, Jump Kick Punch, Linda Clark, David Miyakawa, Corian Lane, and Jenna Stegerwalt. And Carl with a C is new, so he technically did not pay into these mics, but he will be paying <laughs> into future audio upgrades. So thank you all so very much for helping us to to get like cool new microphones. Also, we're accepting name submissions for all three of them because Gordy has a label maker and we need to use it more irresponsibly. I got a lot of label maker labels to run through. Any chance we get, really. Yeah, basically. Um, Yeah, thank you for donating or listening or writing in or getting in touch on Twitter. All those things are really fun. Uh, If you need to find any of those things, they are linked in the show notes. Um, If you have a minute, Share this with somebody. Rate us on iTunes. Um, do the whole, do the thing. Do something nice for yourself today. <laughs> and for us. You have our permission. But also yourself. Take 10 minutes at least. Just do something nice. Do it right now. Stop driving or whatever it is you're doing. Working? Ugh. 10 minutes. <laughs> Starting now. This is me time. We're not going to leave a 10 minute time. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, yeah, handle that on your own time. Yeah, Thank do you. that on your time, not our time. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Who do you think you are? Thank you for listening. Thank you to Doug. Thank you, Doug. Thanks, Doug. We're what the folklore. That's how it works. Happily ever after. Tra-la-dee-dee-ha-dee-ho, da-ha-dee-ho, da-ha-dee-ho, ho 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 
This has been What the Folklore. Thanks for listening to our show. If you have any feedback for us, you can leave it either by Gmail or Facebook. Our Gmail account is wtfolklore at gmail.com, and our Facebook page can be found at facebook.com slash wtfolklore. Feel free to send in stories if you have any particularly odd pieces of folklore or mythology that you would like to hear us talk about. Special thanks to the Brobdingnagian Bards for the use of their song Happily Ever After from their album Brobdingnagian Fairy Tales.